is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. That's your kill. Let's go. Uh, uh, An enemy has been slain. So I'm playing a support champ, which basically means it's my job to make sure you get strong in this game. So I don't really want to steal <laughs> kills from you. Wow. Um, yes, sir. I like this. <laughs> so we kind of skipped then, over. Do you want to introduce yourself to people listening right now? Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, my name is Caleb Cousins. I'm uh, the CEO and one of the co-founders at Atomus Esports Training and Performance. And we, we are all about bringing a traditional sport model of of athlete support to esports so we are we work with pro esports teams all around the world to make sure that they are training at their best and staying healthy and and ready to do their best in their game oh run what was that i was a spear from the cat woman that's okay everybody has a shop i can buy some good things that's probably what he was doing if he killed them Alright, I'm backing too. I'm looking stronger already. Oh, I'm still a broke boy. <laughs> I might just save. There isn't such thing as saving in this game, right? I mean, not re no, not like in Valorant. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. This is so fun. All right, but I don't know if I cut you off from introducing yourself, but. Uh, no, so yeah, we're working with pro teams all over the world um, and helping them uh, be healthier and perform better. And uh, that's uh, that's what we're about. I remember the last time we talked, we talked about seen. how I wear no shoes outside. Um, <laughs> been doing this still yeah. ever since. Nice, nice. Um, I've been able to tell my coworkers as well, like, why? That you're not just a weirdo, yeah, but there's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's, there's, lots, there's lots of little, like, um, performance and, and health hacks out there. You yeah, just so, need to, okay, let's get it. So, like, how did you get into this space? I feel like a lot of people get into esports, but I don't feel like it was always just planned. At least for, I don't want to, I don't want to be, what's the word? I feel like for older people in esports, I'm not saying you're an old guy. Okay, Caleb, I was gonna say you call me old. Yeah, I'm not saying you're old because <laughs> I am. You'd be right. You know what I'm saying? But was this always the first passion for you? Yeah, I would say my passion has always been sports and and gaming. Um, and so esports is like the perfect intersection of those two things, right? And so um, I I started my career. Uh, working in traditional sport performance, uh, working in a startup, and uh, that was great. I learned so much and built a great network of some top human performance people all around the world. And that kind of led to the foundation of what Atomus is now, is providing, providing these resources to, to gamers. Damn. I just died. But how do you put the two together? I know we're kind of distracted by playing video games, and I'm, 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 see, this is a new, I gotta learn how to host it a little different. All good, all uh, good. Yeah. But 
how do you put the two together, right? Like, I feel like esports, the esports data is, of course, we're learning so much about, you know, a lot of things right now. But sports has been along way before, I feel. So, like, how do you put what you know from sports into esports? And how has that helped you so far? And even, like, pro players, in a way. Yeah, I mean, the the at the end of the day, human performance is the same across any industry or or area of of uh endeavor really and so the science doesn't really change now the interesting thing about esports is there's this we can get it we can get it oh that's not you your team has destroyed a turret oh let's go rampage an enemy has been slain um let's go oh someone's popping off yes sir I think that's my favorite so, part about this game is the kill, double kill. I really it's like really well done. Yeah. It's very hype. Yeah, it's true. Like, <laughs> but I was playing against the bot. I was like, yo. Yeah, I know. Super hype. Hype me up. I'm coming back though. I'm stronger than ever. I feel it right now. Nice, nice. Um, so what what's interesting though? So human performance um, is is the same across a bunch of industries, but esports is actually starting to show us like different areas of human performance that maybe the like the industry of human performance hasn't really recognized before. Oh, they're attacking them under current. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. Oh my god! Yeah, I gotta start playing and stop egotistic. I'm like, I'm gonna kill them all. This is not, no, this, this is, is not, not Valorant. Yeah, this is not Valorant. This is not the bot lobbies I was in earlier. <laughs> uh. Esports is driving, um, driving the industry in terms of cognitive performance. And so the, the big debate that people always have is like, is esports a sport? And we don't need to have that uh, debate because I think we both agree that it is. But the they are cognitive athletes; they're mental athletes first, and so the the tasks and the um, the challenges that they take on in game are way more men mentally taxing than any traditional sport. Top to so, Caleb. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> and so, really. Like it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of traditional sports are going to be learning from esports in a lot of ways in the coming years, um, as more and more research happens in the space because because these athletes are so um, are so mentally uh, focused. Oh, you're dead again. That thing is so strong. I know it is. <laughs> I did not believe it was that strong. All right, we we cleaned them up for you. And so we're really going to see a lot of innovations in traditional sport that actually come from traditional sport or come from esports, whether that's in how people train or just in some of the tools that will be used. Um, esports is driving a lot of cognitive performance um, interest in in the research community, which is great because that's that's a really important place that is under researched in um, in human performance in general. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be exciting to be a part of in the coming years. That's so cool. Like, you know, I I don't have the information to say I'm valid for the, the knowledge you're speaking right now, but I, I'm the type of person I believe in my gut and my intuitive and my intuition. 
And I've been telling people for like, I was about to say decades, but I'm not that 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 old. But um, you're not that old. Yeah, like I've been telling people for a while, like yo, esports, like pro gamers are actually like athletes, even in a way. You know, a lot of people would say, okay, but sports it is mentally challenging too. But if you compare the two, I feel like to it takes way more mental. I feel struggle or challenge to play video games because there's so many things going on. There's so many things that can cause somebody to just tilt, I feel, rather than like how sports does in a way where it's like, you're going to get hit more than you really start thinking about, I don't know, yes. strategy or something. Yep, no, it's true. And that's exactly right. That's exactly why um, esports has such an important part to play in the broader industry of human performance. I think one of the misconceptions, though, about that people have about esports is that it isn't physical in any way because the research actually shows that um, high-level esports athletes, as they're going through kind of a, a high, high, highly competitive match, they are um, their bodies are undergoing the same levels of stress that like Olympic-level runners do during a race. We're gonna have to back off. Careful. Your team has destroyed the current. Oof. Ooh, it was so almost done. And so it's it's incredibly it's a physical undertaking for sure. Of course people don't need to jump as high or run as fast, but yeah. the the body's reactions and what the body needs to be able to with, withstand in esports is very similar to um, traditional sports, which is I think something that a lot of people don't really know about. Okay, let's get this turret down. Legendary. And so what is the red? Like, so why did I need to back off there? What happens in the red? I know it gets powerful. Uh, the, so if, if the, if the turret suddenly targets you, is that what you're talking about, the turret? Well, it was a moment where he's like, we gotta back off now. I don't see, I didn't see any more champions come near. No, so, but it's it, because we didn't have any more minions around mm, us, so the, the turret would have targeted us. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yes, sir. That makes sense. I sound like a noob, but I get in there. That's okay. I played Valorant for the first time uh, like two weeks ago, and I felt like such a noob, so I'm sure you would school <laughs> me in that. Yeah, there is a new uh, episode that came out, which is like basically a new season, and I'm excited to even see what that's about yeah i'm excited for valorant as an esport as it is it's just uh oh man, oh, man. Try to walk off oh yeah valorant is definitely gonna be i feel like my favorite two like empires right now is like of course tencent owns them both but epic <laughs> games and riot games are like so yep. like i feel like they're doing everything correctly even though a lot of people hate fortnite i feel like they don't understand that fortnite is also like a metaverse in its own way and so yes sir It'll be interesting to see two games. Like Riot Games is gonna be superior, and I feel like in esports, and then Epic Games is gonna be superior in like, I don't know, just I don't know the future of how gaming is interpreted and how yep, it's played. For sure, yeah. How people interact in game and yeah, yeah everything like that for sure. Like come on, going to the like that Travis Scott event. Oh my. Yeah, that's, a, that's crazy. I feel like I was doing. I was. I feel like I was on shrooms or something. <laughs> and I've never been on shrooms. So, yeah. <laughs> but what video games raised you though, Caleb? Like, how did, how would, like, I don't know. Everyone's a gamer, oh. but what are those games that really got you into this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was one of those kids whose parents were, um, like, they were 
especially my mom like i grew up playing games with my dad which is awesome um so like we played i don't know if you know the you probably don't you're too young but like we used to play uh champions of norath which was like a co-op fantasy um i don't even know what genre you would call it i guess an rpg um where you have like your fantasy character and nice you know who this is um and so we used to play that a lot and then we grew up on on sports games so fifa big big soccer family okay. nhl i mean i'm canadian so like hockey was was a big thing growing up mm-hmm. and uh yeah, that's that's how I first started, and then where I really, let's say, started to really cut my teeth on in the competitive gaming realm was in RTS games, so real-time strategy. Um, my my brother and I and a bunch of my friends, we were we were very good at a game called Battle for Middle Earth. I'm not sure if you're a Lord of the Rings fan at all. Oh yes. Yes. Oh, nice. come on. Lord of the Rings fan. Come on. That was one <laughs> nice. of the first games I played on Game Boy. Yeah. So so we played Battle for Middle Earth uh, very competitively. And like we were all kind of ranked top 100 in, in the global ladder. Wow. And, and like Let's go. had a lot of fun. That was like my misspent youth, although very well spent now looking at my career. So it's, it's that was awesome. And then kind of since then, Call of Duty played a big role in my teens, played a ton of uh, COD. And then really in the last few years, as um, I've started to have kids uh, because I'm old, <laughs> uh, I've had to really no, just no, no, no. choose. Never old, never old. I've had to choose one game, and uh, that's been League of Legends. Ooh, the Pentakill from Mordecai, <laughs> That's dope. So yeah, looks like we're gonna win here. Yeah, this is kind of easy too, though. What is this? I told you, playing with uh, other like people oh, yeah. who are just smurfing against bots all day long, like it, it does get pretty easy. Let's get pretty. <laughs> nice. There's a win. Yo, come on! <laughs> Let's go! Just imagine this feeling oh playing God. against real people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, listen, I know <laughs> the feeling. Yes, sir. When it's like real people and it's like a real. Ch- All right, so hold up. Honor a teammate. Okay, so I'm guessing like. Okay, no mind. Okay, GG. That's one of Riot's ways of. Ensuring, I don't know. If, I don't think Valorant has something like that, but it's mm-hmm. a way of ensuring people want to be good teammates. Because as as you get more and more honors from your teammates, you get, you can unlock like skins and and different in game. Wow. Uh, you know, yeah, it's pretty cool. Valorant actually needs that for people who go AFK, and we can just do like right at the yes. end. All right, so daily play though, two missions completed. I'm guessing just I got Justina, Caitlyn, and Israel. Yeah, gonna... so you can pick one of those two to unlock. Caitlyn's looking dangerous. I'm gonna pick her. I'm on the case. I think what's interesting here is the diff- you have. Do you have time for one more? No, you said three here. Uh, yeah, I can. I'll try hard and we'll win fast. <laughs> word. Try hard. Let's go. Try hard, Caleb. Let's, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I like that word. That means uh, so you have to click play again at the bottom. Let's go. There we go. And you can Man, find match. And we'll you're get 253. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I tell you, it's been my only game I've played in for the last so, 
two and a half, three years. So I'm guessing right now, if you reach that high of a rank, this game doesn't reset your rank at all, right? Like, the more you grind, the higher you are. I'm no, so this is just level. So this just determines, like, how many different champions you've played, how mm -hmm. long you've played, that kind of thing. Gotcha. My rank, my, like, competitive rank is lowly silver, but... Uh, gotcha. I also just don't actively play ranked anymore because it's yep. bad for my mental health. <laughs> oh, listen, hey, I understand that one. I understand that one a hundred percent. You, you... Uh, you just have to click find match really quick. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. You're good. I understand that one a lot. Yeah, people. Once you get into ranked match and in, in gaming, people get mean and people get like, Toxic yeah, it's just it's not yeah, fun yeah. anymore. It's just yeah, everyone's tryharding way too much. No, so I'm gonna go jungle because that's jungle. my role. Okay. Um, which means that I'm gonna be going all over the map, so I won't be with you all the time. Mm. That man is about to get Ew. I like this. Pity the bots. <laughs> yeah. What game do you feel like uh, has the best soundtrack though? You put a lot like your gaming background is very vice, versatile and stuff like that. What game yeah. do you feel has had the best soundtrack? You. Oof, that's a good question. So, I like some of the old. So, I think Modern Warfare 2, it was a Hans Zimmer soundtrack. And so, that was just instrumental. But, like, the campaign and stuff, the soundtrack was really awesome. And I'm a big Hans Zimmer fan. Gotcha. Um, but I have to say, FIFA does an amazing job of curating really interesting global artists to their, to their game soundtrack every year. And I've discovered so much good music out, out of their games. So I think I'd have to give it to FIFA for sure. I, I, and that's really why I asked. You said FIFA. And I don't know what FIFA you was talking about, but I'm guessing. What is it? It wasn't a number for FIFA, but it was like a. I don't know. I can't remember the name of this one. But what FIFA. What was the FIFA that you played? Well, so there's a new FIFA every year. Right. So. So I've been playing it for probably 20 years now. So I've oh, been wow. playing since FIFA oh, 20, I guess. Oh, gee. Yeah. Well, no, it wouldn't be FIFA 20. It'd be FIFA... 2000? I don't know what it would have been called back then. Because now it's FIFA 21, because it's 2021. It and I probably zero, started right? around 2000. It could be. Yeah, something like that. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing for a while. <laughs> You know, I'm going to be honest with you, though. I feel like OG gamers are highly respected in a way. You know, like... It, yeah. I, like, to be somebody who's gaming since way back when, and to tell somebody like me that, it's like, yo, like you're like... I don't know. Just old? Like, <laughs> There's old, a theme no, in this podcast, No, man. no. It's not even old. <laughs> but it's like, if you was to go... If you're, like, say... This is my thing. I don't think esports and gaming has truly gone to its like, like, I just feel like we're just so much more potential. Like we haven't even, there's no limit for the digital world we're in when it yeah. comes to esports and gaming. Yeah. And so for people like you who has been able to go over 20, like you've been to where it wasn't no Fortnite and it wasn't this cross plat, cross, like, like just basically every console has this same game. Yeah, like you've witnessed this like through time how esports and gaming has changed, and to be yeah. one of those people to witness that, you're considered like a OG. Like whether yeah, you, I guess like you just highly respect it. Yeah, I guess I have to I have to correct it because I think the very first game I ever played, my cousin. So we didn't grow up with mm. 
been like a console or anything until we were like 12, 13, like preteens. Gotcha. Yep. Um, but my cousin um, had an N64. And so like whenever we were, we were over at his place, we were playing like Super Mario and Mario Kart and all those good, good games. But so that would be kind of the, the original games. And then the other game I have to shout out is Splinter Cell. Um, got that as a gift way back when and uh and played that and those those campaigns were dope they were so i'm gonna tell um, you a secret yeah go i've never played Splinter Cell. all right (laughs) and i've heard it's like one of the best games ever so it's like yeah the the Splinter Cell games were really good and i think like in a lot of ways rainbow six um online play reminds me of splinter cell a little bit Obviously, Splinter Cell was... I always played the campaign, so it was different in that way. But um, similar, like, check around corners. You kind of have to sneak up and use stealth. It wasn't kind of the run-and-gun Call of Duty style. Yeah. Wow. Before I started playing Call of Duty, I was definitely a a Tom Ranson guy. Okay, nice. All right, we have to win in 15 minutes. Let's go. This is this is easy. This is child's play. Come on. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going super Saiyan mode. This is this is gonna. 15 minutes is like. World record. 15 minutes is when online people can FF oh, because like the game's cool. over. So like 15 minutes is mm. very early technically. Mm, but hopefully we've got some other Smurfs on here that can help us. <laughs> Because sometimes you get the the uber noobs and then then you're in trouble. <laughs> this is 1:37 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 1:37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.